Hello and welcome back to another episode of Bums Breakdown. Today we're going to go over the Miami FC preview and as always we join by Dylan. But to begin with we'll go over the last game versus RGV Toros. Not necessarily the, the best of performances um, and one that I would like to forget about very quickly. But Dylan, what are your thoughts on the, uh, the RGV game? It was probably our worst performance of the season. Um, I I find I'm my emotions are tend to be a little more hot right after the game when we record the locals' last call. Um, so I think a couple of times you and I have both found that we've been very negative when we do the post game show, and then we soften a bit. Um, watching the game back, uh, I did not soften at all. In fact, I became even more convinced that three to two as a scoreline seriously flattered us. Um, we did not play well. I, there's probably a lot of reasons why, um, but I am glad to have that one behind us. And hopefully that, if we can say that's our worst performance of the season, then I think we will have done well the rest of the year. I think it's tough for us to, because obviously first and foremost, we're fans of the club. We want them to win. We want them to do well. And um, I think people may at times think we're maybe being pessimistic too and kind of, maybe kind of uh, being a bit too harsh on the team, but I think we kind of know how good we can be and know how good we, we should be and how well we should be doing in the league too. Um, and I think obviously before the season, we kind of predicted around third, fourth. That's where we're sitting right now after dropping from second place. Um, but also now you've got a big, big long away stretch. And then when we get back to home, we've got Sacramento and then San Antonio, um, in the space of kind of not not very far away, so kind of tough games on all coming up now. So I am nervous there too, um, and then obviously two losses in, in a row at home after kind of going on that good run to begin with two doesn't kind of give me any uh, any I wouldn't say any hope, but kind of um, I'm not looking forward to that Sacramento game right now. Um, we're obviously going over the RGV game. Kind of what were the the main things stood out to you as far as what didn't look great for us? Uh, well, I, first and foremost, RVG pressed us for 90 minutes, and we really at no point seemed like we had an answer for that. Um, we Every single time we tried to build up out the back, which, as Loyal like to do, is pretty much always, uh, it felt like seriously tedious and like in a really, really grating and unenjoyable way. Um, and that's, you know, a little bit down to like some of the issues that we were having, but I think largely RGV were able to game plan against us. Um, you know, for better or for worse, Loyal uh, like to play their style home or away, um, and it's a very defined style. So um, sometimes when teams figure that out and have an antidote, you have to be able to switch it up, and we, we really did not have any answers in this game. Well, the tough thing is, too, obviously Nate's been here now for the past, I mean, three four years. Um, obviously he's kind of, uh, people think he's been kind of the mastermind, master, the mastermind, yeah, behind the tactics the past few years. Um, and honestly, over the past few seasons, nothing, again, I guess we're kind of progressing with the same style, um, but the formation's kind of stayed as it is. I know last year there was at times it was kind of start with the, the 4 4 2 almost, then it switched to like the 3 5 2. Um, but have you seen anything this season that would suggest that the 3 5 2 that we've been playing has kind of progressed from previous seasons? Yeah, I mean, there's there's little tweaks. Uh, like, we, I think we've wholesale moved away from the state dependent 442 to 352 kind of shape. Um, we're really playing more of a true 343 these days, uh, which I don't, you know, sometimes that's good, sometimes it's not. Uh, but yeah, it does seem like we've kind of 
evolve from year to year, but within this season, we're having a hard time uh, finding the necessary tweaks to make it click. Yeah, and I think obviously injuries here and there are going to be kind of maybe be the excuses we can give as far as how things are going. Um, I think obviously defense last year was the main thing we spoke about on the the pre the, the the season preview before we um, got the season underway is that the defense needed to kind of be corrected and adjusted. And to begin the season, we started very well there. Um, but going back on the last few games now, the, the defensive errors from last season seem to be slowly sneaking back in. And then two is really have teams figure us out. I mean, we've played the same way for a long time now. We kind of spoke about how RGV get basically played played in a way that nullified our kind of attack at all. Um, and that's why they won the game. So, again, will anything change? Will we change formation? Will we change kind of tactics? I doubt it. Um, but if we don't change tactics, what else is going to take us to the next level? And do, do you think we are missing a player or two? And I know we spoke about this beforehand, but do you think there is kind of a, a, a player that we could bring in or not any name, but what type of player do you think would improve this current team or what position? Um, I, you know, I think that uh, we've kind of talked about this before, but I, I just, it feels like we're missing somebody who can stitch things together in the final third or find that killer pass. Um, I know in the past, uh, that has been Guido sometimes, usually, but um, he's struggling this year. He didn't have a great game against RGV. In fact, he had a bad giveaway that I think directly led to one of their goals. Um, so, you know, and even when he's firing and making those passes well, it's still not the thing he's best at, right? So I think we need someone who can get on the ball and pick a pass in the final third. Um, as far as the general tactics go, you know, I... We don't need a wholesale change in shape necessarily, um, but we do maybe need to tweak the instructions and roles that are being given to individual players um, because it still feels like we're not getting the best out of quite a few of our guys. Um, so, and I did want to say too, uh, we this game was a great example of how important Nick Moon is to us. Um, so, you know, maybe somebody who can bring a little bit of what he does when he's not on the field, even if from a different position, um, just because he creates that havoc out wide for us, which is uh, important for how we want to play. Yeah, I think kind of like, uh, I guess, like a number 10, a, a true playmaker. And you know, I think obviously Guido has been that, been like that kind of player for us previously. But I, I think now he's more of a box-to-box player. Um, we'll carry the ball forward again defensively. I wouldn't say he's one of our best defensive players, but um, I would say more of a boxer box now than a true attacking midfielder. And I think the the missing of Charlie Adams too um, highlights the kind of the need for a playmaker too. Obviously, Charlie's been that guy for us, um, but he's more so of a, a deep line playmaker than an actual kind of one who's going to be in the final third um, pulling the strings. There. So. It's tough, and I know Toomey's kind of been in that role a little bit um, now and again. I think Toomey's more of a winger, honestly, than a than a true playmaker. So we'll see. The season's long. Um, I ha- we've heard nothing about kind of any new signings coming in, and I know guys have come back from injury. So again, we've kind of mentioned about needing a new signing here and there. I do I think it's going to happen anytime soon? Probably not. But again, we never know with kind of the, the way things are kind of kept under wraps. Um, with the San Diego loyal, but moving into this weekend's opposition, Miami FC. So far, they're sitting 7th in the Eastern Conference. They've won 2, drawn 5, and lost 2. They've scored 11 and conceded 11, which I guess makes sense with drawing half of the games. Obviously, the game's going to be away for us, but at home uh, for Miami and at home for them, they've had 2 wins, 3 draws, and a loss. 
and uh, amongst those two wins, they beat Birmingham Legion, um, who I think currently sitting third in the Eastern Conference, who are, again, they're a pretty good team, Birmingham Legion, and they also beat Las Vegas Lights, who um, are far from a good team right now, at least I'd say so. Uh, also in the US Open Cup, they did go ahead and get to the third round. They actually lost to Inter Miami, um, their local rivals on penalties, um, after drawing 2-2. And uh, another interesting fact here is that their manager, Anthony Pulis, or Pulis, some people uh, saw the last name, is actually Tony Pulis' son, um, who people may know from uh, Stoke City. And uh, I think he was at West Brom too, um, but a very, uh, very typical English old school manager um, who uh, used uh, Rory Delap's long throw, throw in at Stoke. And, a very uh, Brexit style of play there. So uh, that's there. Um, but we'll move into their lineup and then we'll go into how they play. Um, Dan, if you want to read us through kind of how they lined up in the last game versus Louisville, where they did actually lose 3 1 away. Sure, yeah. So um, starting from the back, their goalkeeper, uh, Maguire. Um, truthfully, I don't know much about him, but I think he's been their guy this year. So I would expect to see him start. Um, the back line has truthfully mixed up a bit. Um, from game to game, we tried to do our best, but I think realistically, we're just going to go with what they went against Louisville. Um, cause that seemed to be the best guess we could come up with. So from left to right, that's Stanley Craig and Chapman page. Um, so I don't know any thoughts on any of those defenders goalkeeper. Have you even heard of any of these guys? Uh, for me, I I've heard of Paco Craig before. I know he's at Louisville beforehand. Um, he's been around the USL for a long time. Um, Interesting fact, he was actually at West Ham's Academy before he came out to the US. And I actually heard about Paco Craig because I think I may have bought him on a football manager. Um, I'm a football manager 2007 for one of my extra city saves back then. Um, but Paco Craig's been around the USL for a while. Um, decent English centre-back. Um, I think he poss- I think he might be their captain too. Um, but it'll be kind of their mainstay um, in the back for them as well. Um Moving into the midfield here, um, on the right wing back, Segbers uh, into midfield. It's two centre midfielders here, Akinyode and Valo. And then on the right, they have uh, left wing back Intelfa, who is uh, also a Trinidad and Tobago international. Um, but I think he'll be kind of a, he'll be a key one for them. And I, from now from what I've seen, he's kind of a very good going forward and getting back in defence as well. So um, not just a defensive uh, wing back there. And kind of the front three, who do you think, or who do they go with in the last game, Dylan? Uh, in the line, so I, I think we'll probably see Salazar on the right, Murphy down the middle, and Sorto on the left. Um, I don't know too much about any of these guys. Again, uh, Miami's probably one of the teams in the league I've spent the least amount of time watching in the few years I've been a USL uh, supporter. Um, but I feel like whenever I am watching the Miami FC, the Miami FC, um, and you know, their goal scoring comes up. I feel like Kyle Murphy is mentioned. Um, his goal scoring record doesn't necessarily reflect that. I think he's got like 13 goals in like 45 games or something like that for them. Um, but he's somebody I feel like his name pops up. So, uh, you know, I keep an eye out, I guess. Yeah, and I know we, we watched back the Birmingham Legion highlights too, and uh, Sorso did score an absolute world of a free kick um, True. in that game as well. So, We'll have to be a little bit careful giving away any free kicks edge of the box um, against them as well. But we'll kind of go into how they play. Um, primarily, it'll be kind of a 3-4-3 when they are in possession of the ball. And then they'll kind of drop back into a 5-4-1 in defense. Again, those two um, two wingers and Salazar and Soto will kind of drop back in um, with Akinyode and Valo to kind of create that midfield four there. Um, and then obviously the wingers will tuck in, yeah, and defenders will... Uh, 
kind of drop back in. Now, Segbers and Telfer obviously would be pushing on quite a lot and they do not to overlap as well. Um, but again, obviously, out possession of kind of a, a bank of five and a bank of four. So hopefully, if we get an early goal, um, they'll have to press and kind of get out of that shape. But my only concern is if we concede early on, they're, they're going to be more than happy to sit in in those, uh, those two banks there. Um, but obviously, looking at the team, kind of any areas do you think that we are going to kind of come out on top in? Looking at it? Yeah, so I think um, in watching the highlights from the Louisville game last weekend and through reading um, some of the USL tactics stuff, um, it seems like something that Louisville were trying to do and successfully to the extent that they won that game 3-1 to one, was move the Miami defense side to side. Um, and that ended up creating overloads for them, which led to, I think, two of their three goals. Um, and so whether intentionally or not, we'll do a lot of moving the ball side to side. So I do wonder if maybe we can work that to our advantage or maybe that was just something Louisville was able to take advantage of. Um, but I do think, uh, you know, if we can dominate those wide spaces, like we're always looking to do, um, that that will hopefully be something we could take advantage of. Yeah, I was uh, hoping you were going to mention that as far as us playing side to side. Um, the only thing I think, with Louisville compared to us, obviously Louisville start with a back four. So if, well, when Miami wanted to press all four of their defenders, they needed to bring in, whether it be another another of those wing backs or one of those center midfielders to come into that space, then it allowed a bit more space um, in the middle for that Louisville to get the ball. The only issue is when we're playing as a team with a front three, they can essentially go man for man with our back three. Um, and that's where I do get a little bit worried when teams do go man for man with us. Um, that we don't always come out on top. Again, similar to the Detroit City game, first game of the season when they kind of they made it very difficult for us. Um, even though the Detroit aren't having the best of years too, so um, I am a little bit worried there against teams kind of playing a three-four-three, three, uh, kind of a, a five-two-three, whatever. Um, but we'll see. And then moving into our formation here and kind of how we're going to line up. I know it's been tough this year. Um, how do you think we're going to line up as far as keeper and the back three? Because I know the back three has kind of been uh, very interchangeable so far. Um, so as we said last week, we're going to stick with Koke until we're given a reason to not be picking him. Um, for the back three, uh, we've gone Kyle Adams, Stoneman, and Elijah. Uh, I would personally like to see Simba get in there. Um, I thought he had a great cameo, actually, uh, in the game against RGV. I think he maybe had like the hockey assist on the penalty or something. Um, but he was proactive whenever he got on the ball, won his duels. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him get some minutes. That said, it does seem that Elijah's preferred, even at that wide center back spot. So um, we've gone Elijah for that third back line spot. Yeah, it's a tough one. Then. I know we've kind of touched on Simba a lot this season, and I think we kind of speak very highly of him. Um, I'm a little bit disappointed he's not seen more game time. And to be completely honest, I don't think he's put too many too many things wrong, put his foot wrong, too many opportunities that, he's, that he has had. Um, but obviously, I know that Elijah Stoneman and Carla, obviously the more trusted guys and the the guys with more experience. Um, but again, maybe we we see a back four at some point in the season. I, I don't believe we're going to see that anytime soon. Um, but I will be interested to see how we do kind of line up with the back four there as well. Uh, and then moving into the fullbacks now that Bodley is back. Um, more like we'll go with Moon and Bodley, I think. Um, I think Perez has done well there at times. My only issue with Perez is that the, the defensive ability isn't there for him. And I, and I think probably he can admit that too. 
because he's not a fullback. He's not. He's not a. He's not. I mean, again, going forward attacking as a wing back, he does very well. Um, but primarily, he's an he's an attacking midfielder or a winger. And I know he did get moved there at the end of the game versus RGV, and I think there has also been another game where he's moved into that role too. So again, he's off the bench to come on and attack. So we'll see there. And then into the midfield three that we're going with, or the two and the the other Guido role. Um, but obviously going with Guido there, who do you think will go with the other two? So yeah, like you said, Guido in the Guido role. Um, the other two, I think, uh, you know, assuming Charlie's still out because we haven't really gotten any info on his health. Um, I, I'll, I'm going to go Colin and Corona. Um, you know, I know Cam was playing in the back line last game, but I thought... Uh, Cam probably, unfortunately, had his worst game of the season against RGB. Um, and Corona was, you know, one of the few guys on the field who I think you could argue actually did have a decent game. Um, so, yeah, Corona and Martin, uh, I, I would say. Yeah, and then uh, the final two here, I think the the attack's been another difficult difficult one to, to figure out. Um, I know we've kind of said beforehand that we think Conway and Darmus will kind of be the, the main two when they are fit healthy. And I think, obviously, right now, with Conway being back in, those will be the will be the main two, and I know Toomey was taken off at halftime, um, as well as Elijah and Camden in the last game there as well. So we're thinking Conway Darmus, but then that leaves obviously we've got Toomey on the bench, Collier on the bench, Perez on the bench. So for once we have a, a decent array of attacking threat coming off the bench there too, and then obviously Camden coming into the in the midfield there as well. So defense and, and the midfield attackers now kind of I think. Depth is looking better with the guys coming back from injury. But I, I still think we're missing uh, a player or two to come in. But again, we don't know what's going to happen there. And then moving into kind of the, the key questions and matchups I've got here. Um, kind of a few things we touched on a little bit beforehand as well. Uh, really, do we see anything differently from Nate tactically? Um, I think the answer to that one probably is no. I don't think Nate can really tweak too much. Um, but I am curious that to see when something does happen because I don't think we're going to play a 3-5-2 the whole season um, but I could also see us playing 3-5-2 the whole season as well um, Dylan do you what are the odds do you reckon how many games do you reckon we won't play a 3-5-2 or do you think we're going to play that the whole season I think the starting lineup the whole season will be a 3-4-3 a 3-5-2 three, 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 somewhere in that kind of wheelhouse yeah okay um, and then here, can we bounce back after three losses in the last four games? I've, I've included the Seattle game in there. Um, but again, looking back at that, yeah, three losses in the last four, game, uh, four games isn't, again, a great thing to look at. Um, but obviously, we need to bounce back at some point. And then do we see the attack finally clicking? I think that's kind of been the question that I've been able to copy and paste from every single Bombs Breakdown episode so far this season. Um, but again, I know when our defense isn't looking great, the attack has to be clicking and getting goals. And when those both aren't working, it isn't a uh, isn't a great partnership there. And uh, and really, who will be our playmaker? I know we've kind of spoken about that already um, with Guido coming from that role last year. Um, but again, no one really stepping in and being that one again that one playmaker in the attacking third. I know Charlie's been that one in kind of our you know, maybe mid midfield area, but not in that attacking third. And then for Miami here, do Miami sit in or do they press high? I think that one really comes down to who gets the first goal in the game. And then can Miami exploit our spaces behind our fullbacks, which, again, I think it's been our issue. And uh, a lot of our goals conceded have kind of come from our fullbacks pushing on, getting forward and attack. And then the uh, back three is kind of all over the place. Um, but Dylan, kind of going through those questions there, any of all the, kind of the matchups, any of them stand out to you or that you kind of want to focus on? 
Yeah, uh, a couple, uh, two things I wanted to touch on um, and kind of related. As far as Miami sitting back versus pressing high, um, they will press, but it's not like a, a, a high full field press. It's more of like a mid-block press um, that will come into their attacking half a little bit. Um, but I don't expect to see them pushing their whole team into our half. Um, so I think they'll do more defending in that low block. They're pretty good at defending once they're in that 5-4-1 shape. Um, so the question will be, you know, can we pick apart a set defense um, while also maintaining our own defensive structure? Um, and that leads me to my second point, uh, who will be our playmaker? Um, whoever it's going to be, presumably Guido, as we predicted, uh, is probably going to have a lot of license to run around between the lines in the final third because, we, like I said, we're going to have a lot of the ball. Uh, we're going to be looking to pick the lock on a largely set defensive system. Um, so whether that's Guido, Toomey, Conway dropping deep, I don't know, whoever it is playing in those half spaces in between the lines um, is going to need to have their head on a swivel and make some quick passes. Especially with the, the fact that Miami do play with only a midfield two, if we do go with a three in there, it's always going to be a man free. Um, and whether Guido kind of pushes up a bit more and kind of creates like a, a two-one-two with kind of the two center midfielders, the attacking midfielder, then the two strikers as well as well. So. Maybe kind of a, I wouldn't say a false nine, more of like a number 10 attacking midfielder in there. But I think Guido so far, when he has played in midfield, it's been more of a another player in that three to kind of more of like a, I guess, a number six, a number eight, and a kind of a, a lower 10 um, in there too. And then my favorite part of the show, predictions. Last week, I went very bold, 5-2. We lost 3-2. Um, so I've kind of eaten my words a bit there. Dylan, you went, what, last week was... Four to one, I said. Four so. one. Um, so it seems like we're getting further away. I, I would say we're getting closer and closer, but we're getting further away now. Um, this week, what are your predictions? How do you think the game's going to go? I unfortunately am not feeling super optimistic about this one. We're traveling across the country to Miami, um, playing on an artificial turf surface that isn't the best. It's not terrible. It's not Oakland Laney College level but it's not great um they don't have a huge fan base so it's not that i expect there to be like a raucous home crowd but you know on the flip side sometimes that like cavernous feel can almost like work against you you know um anyway that is all to say uh not hugely confident and loyal on the road this year thus far especially when we have to travel a long way um so i I'm expecting kind of a boring game. I'm expecting there to be a good stretch to the game where Loyal are sitting in conserving energy and we as fans are going to be like, what are they doing? And the answer is going to be, well, they traveled 3,000 miles to 90 degrees and 90% humidity in Miami. So I don't expect this to be like a, a high-flying, exciting game, both in terms of the conditions and just Miami FC are not like a high-flying team, really, in any sense of that phrase. So... Um, I'm going to go one-to-one, a draw. Um, yeah, like I said, not too optimistic. Um, I'm going to go uh, Conway for us and Murphy for them. I would love to be wrong, uh, but that's what my gut's telling me this week. I was, I'm was. i leaning more towards a, a draw like yourself here. I, I mean, I want to be optimistic. I want to say we're going to get the win, but also know how we've been away from home. And uh, I mean, I guess I am worried about how we currently are and I'm not, for, for, before we even got started, I was going to say 2-2. Two, two. Um, that was a bit of, would have been my prediction. You then also mentioned that I mean, I've just got my phone up here right now. I mean, on Saturday, the weather's going to be 88. Um, obviously, very humid. 
in uh, Miami, lows of 74. So even uh, the game's going to be a little bit early. It's going to be hot. Um, and apparently thunderstorms on Sunday. So maybe if they, they might come out a day early. We'll see. Um, I'm going to go... I, I want to be optimistic. I do. I really do. Um, I'm going to go... I'm going to go 2-1. We're going to go 2-1. We're going to go 2-2. I want to be optimistic here. I, I don't want to be negative but it's it's tough not to be at times i think um we'll go with a conway goal and uh we'll go boldly as well bodily uh, and then for miami i think sorto i'll go sorto um free kick possibly hopefully not um uh, but we'll see um but yeah two one my if i if i got a second guess in there i'm gonna go two two um that'd be my if we if it gets two two i'll give myself half a point for that um, but yeah, it's going to be a tough game again we never play well on turf I think that's another thing too we don't play well in really hot weather we never play well on turf we never play well away and uh, those three factors are in play this weekend so um, not the kind of things you want but Dylan any any last things before we wrap things up here yeah I just um, you know USL away games are hard like really really good teams generally speaking in an in a season, will win like five, maybe six away games. Um, San Antonio was a little bit of an exception to that last year. They were actually probably better on the road than they were at home. But anyway, that is to say that like Loyal are not the only club that struggle on the road, though maybe our struggles are a little more acute. But I digress. That is all said, this is a game that on paper we can and probably should win. And I would really, really love if just for once this season – we like meet our expectations. Um, again, I, as you just said, there's all these factors that historically go against us. Um, but I just, we're just, I feel like we're due for a breakout. Um, and this is again, a game on paper. I think we should be winning. So I would like to see us uh, maybe just play, play a little more unrestricted. I feel like we're just thinking too hard. Sometimes I watching the highlights back last night. Um, there was one specific instance that I remember, but in like the 50 somethings minute, but it happened a bunch of times where somebody would break the lines and be dribbling through and Domus often, but, or somebody else would be making a great run and they would just not be found. And I, I just think we're like overthinking things a little bit, you know, anyway, so I've gone off on a soliloquy here, but <laughs> this is a game we can win. And I would like to see us just like have a little confidence in ourselves and not trying to overcomplicate things, you know? I think the main thing is take the sha- take the shackles off a little bit, play with a bit more freedom, mm-hmm. don't play yes. so strict, um, and we'll kind of see uh, how we do play. And one last thing I did want to chuck in here, Miami have had some interesting managers in the past too. Obviously, I mentioned that Anthony Pulis is the current manager, son of Tony Pulis, former uh, Premier League manager. Their last manager before him was a man named Paul Dalglish, whose dad is Kenny Dalglish, um, former Liverpool and Scotland legend. And then before that, uh, they also had Alessandro Nesta, um, Italy and AC Milan legend too. So again, some interesting managers for uh, for Miami FC. Um, but that'll be things there. We have a watch party this weekend for the Miami game. Dylan, do you know, can you remember where the watch party is this weekend? Yeah, I think um, the club has organized something at Alesmith up in Miramar, um, who I think is a new in-stadium beer partner. I don't know. I just had a 394 this past weekend. Um, and I think... 
don't quote me on this, but I'm pretty sure the locals are hopping on the bandwagon of that effort to put together that viewing party. So I think pretty much everybody will be up there at Alesmith Miramar. Yeah, so Alesmith this weekend, and I think they are the new um, in-stadium beer because I know I got a nice little uh, Mexican lager from them this weekend. Um, and then we'll be doing another Bums Breakdown the following week. And the next game after Miami, um, if I'm correct in saying, is going to be, let me find it here. After Miami, we are playing against Oakland Roots away on another turf field. It is not going to be the normal turf field. I know Oakland are playing in a temporary college stadium for now. Um, but again, another tough game there. And uh, after that, San Antonio away, Sacramento at home, San Antonio at home. So, um, not an easy run of games, to say the least. Uh, but again, thanks for listening or watching, and we'll see you guys very soon.